Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt and Emily. Welcome back to the usual podcast. You all frozen? No, I, uh, um, I just, I don't know what you mean by usual podcast, because we've literally never done a different podcast. Um, yes, we did host another podcast on this same feed last week, um, but those were different hosts who were sarcastic and mean and aggressive. I didn't know if you were going for, like, a multiverse thing, like, uh, that's the other parallel universe version of us, and they're, for a brief, for one week, the, the two streams crossed, um, and we swapped places. No. Who's to say we swapped back? Maybe we've always been doing TBD. <laughs> now we're in a different universe. Oh. Where TBD was like just the only podcast. Okay, this is interesting. I mean, this is interesting. And then in that other world, these two sarcastic jerks, <laughs> they were so sarcastic about everything. You know, they are in charge uh, over there. Exactly. I think that's right. I think it's all right. Um, Are you, how are you feeling in this universe? Has it felt okay? Um, this universe feels great. Have you noticed anything different about this universe? Um, Have you ever seen The Matrix? Um, like parts of it, I know the deja vu thing. That like, those are glitches in The Matrix, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know, would that be what, how you'd know you were in like a different universe? It's like, uh, I don't know, one person you know is like a completely different person. I mean, like, I think that's a little bit it. I also think like people would have different memories, right? Yeah, but like, it depends on how different the universe is. If it's just like one little difference, then who knows? Like how how different the whole thing would be. Um, like how much like, okay. The whole world, right? Think about the whole world. How much different do you think the world would be if our podcast was about coffee? <laughs> like, what's the what's the ripple effect there? Well, we drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. And they I'm coffee. really I'm really amped. <laughs> Instead of like having a bunch of tea, I'd have a bunch of coffee, which means I'd be supporting coffee businesses, which means different people would be getting my money, so different people would be using that money differently. It's like a butterfly swing. Have you seen Jurassic Park? Oh yes, for sure. Um, do you think we'd be more successful or less? <laughs> Both in not on the podcast and not on the podcast. I think we'd be the same amount of successful. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'd like to think we'd be less successful if we drank coffee <laughs> because but in that, that means we're in the version where I hope, I hope I'm in the version where I'm the more successful one. But in that parallel universe, the only difference is that we drink. I think we're equally successful. I have high hopes for the other, other side. I think I like, I think I, even though they sound mean, I think I'd like them. Anyways, check out Already Being Decided. <laughs> Last week's episode of this podcast. Um, or whatever, you, however you want to word it. <laughs> and you know what? Last week all, was all about coffee. This that week. true. It's not all about coffee because tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk. You like that transition? 
We're talking tea today. We're talking tea today. <laughs> but did you like that transition? Yeah, I did. It was good. Okay. Um, it's like it's opposite week from our normal, which is when we drink coffee. We are drinking organic English breakfast from Steep by Bigelow. Steep by Bigelow. Hmm. Yeah. So, like, Bigelow is the main company, but, like, the, that, like, that offshoot of the company. This is, like, 365 is, like, Whole Foods. Okay, yes, yes, yes. This is, like, uh, that's the only one I can come up with right now. <laughs> um, are there other versions of what I just said? Probably. Can't think of Absolutely. a single one. <laughs> um, but this is a tea that Matt and uh, well, I received. Oh, I received. I don't remember this who is, received this it. This is either you or your mom. Uh, that uh, we did. We did. We walked to five k, um, for the Bigelow Tea Company. And in our swag bag, we got tea. And one of the teas I got was this organic English breakfast tea. Uh, we, um, now, this is its fair trade certified black tea. Absolutely. Technically, it hasn't yet been a fair trade because I have yet to give you the parts of my tea that I have. That's true. I was expecting you to bring it the day we did the walk, but uh, you did not come prepared. You, uh, I'll say two things. One, uh, you did not ask me to bring it. I didn't even ask. I didn't ask you to give me my half. Okay, that is absolutely not true. I we, didn't say. I we did not say. Question about this. I don't remember if it was in person or over text. We were texting about the teas I got, and you yeah. said maybe we could trade them so we would have the same teas. Oh, absolutely. That part I remember saying. I did not say when I would trade the teas or why when I expected not, the trade. Why would we not do it at the walk, though? Well, I'll say part two to this, and I'm sorry sorry to the listeners. We're being so mean to each other already. Um, you asked me while I was already on my way if I was bringing a backpack, a.k.a. something that I could carry things in. If I was not carrying a backpack, I, I would not have had anything to give to you, and I would not have any of, well, other, other than my pockets, would not have any way to uh, take the traded goods to me. But you were carrying a backpack. I, I know, but we, you did not know I was bringing one until I was already on my way. There was, it was, the question was, do you have a backpack with you, or something along that. Anyways, this tea. Uh, our full-bodied, organic, black, hand-picked from the mouth. Wait, sorry. Our full-body organic black tea, handpicked from the mountains, high in altitude and clouded in mist, produce a sweet liqueur that is intense and delicious. This cup will take you on a magical journey, steeped in the in the traditions of this ancient ancient brew. Wow! Ingredients: Fair Trade certified organic Ceylon tea. With <laughs> um... pride. By Adam F. Uh, Cindy, Cindy B., who I assume is Cindy Bigelow, says, live a life steeped in experience. She does say that. She says that on the packaging. Everything I read is on, like, the, the outside packaging. The Cindy B. part is on the, like, tea bag part. But but I do want to just, just quickly, let's shout out Adam F. Um, what do you think F stands for? Fredrickson. It's not Bigelow. Could it be Fairfield? Because that's what this is, Fairfield, Connecticut. I think it's Fredrickson. Okay. 
about me. Okay. Improv, I often use the last name Fredrickson if I'm saying like a mister. And it's always, I think, I don't, I think that might be the character's name in Up. Hmm. I'm not sure. I'd have to, I'd have to do some research on that. But, uh, follow up question Are all your improv scenes in the world of Up? Absolutely. Mm hmm. So that's good to know. Um, if you ever see Emily do improv, just think somewhere in that world, whether somewhere in that time and space. I mean, not necessarily even at the same time that the improv scene is going on, but somewhere um, in that universe, um, up is or has happened or will happen. Absolutely, absolutely. Which I mean puts you in the entire Pixar verse because people have pointed out that all the Pixar movies appear to be in the same universe. I disagree with that theory, but that's that's another <sighs> topic. Yes, let's not. I feel like I already took us down a path. We don't need to go <laughs> path to path. Let's talk about this tea. Do you taste the black tea? Mm, this definitely tastes like black tea. Uh, here's a little surprise for you. I put milk in my tea. Ooh, me too. Did you put sugar? I did not. Um, I'm often drinking my... I drink a lot of breakfast teas, I would say. And I'm often drinking them with milk, no sugar. But I do think it's, it's a big... I like it with milk. Okay. Oh, I just burned my tongue. Oh, Matt. Ah. <laughs> um, I tried having some non-milk to compare, and then I burned my tongue. That's what I get for trying. Um, also, I just want to shout out to my mom, who uh, also did this 5K with us. Um, I, did, I did a little 5K with you and your mom. Three yeah. of us got together. We walked. Um, you baked me some goods. They were very good. Technically, we baked goods, and you received some. What? <laughs> Meaning, are you just trying to clarify that they weren't for me? <laughs> they just, they weren't specifically for you. They were for the universe and ourselves. Hmm. We baked a lot. I, I, I certainly didn't think that you made uh, just two cookies and gave me all of them. <laughs> or okay, four I think we've made this reference before on this podcast, but there is a scene in Bridesmaids where... She makes one cupcake and does just the right amount of ingredients to make one cupcake. Now I will now to to double down on what you just said. Yes, uh, I now think that that I now uh, or to loop. I don't know. This is sort of check in. This is getting into the check in too much, maybe. But um, ever since we had the baking shows topic on the podcast, I have been watching it somewhat slowly um, the TV show Nailed It on Netflix, and occasionally they are tasked to make a single cupcake. Um, in the opening round and like decorate us somehow. So it's definitely like a thing people will do. But would you make me just uh, like two cookie or four cookies? I don't remember how many, how many you gave me, but that would be a, a weird amount of cookies to make. I believe we gave you four cookies. Yes. Two for you and two for Laura. Yes. That's how they're eaten. Good. Good. Uh, I next was going to ask, how'd you eat them? Was it split e evenly? Yep. Good. Had, uh, we had... Well, I think we got on two separate occasions one cookie apiece. <laughs> what? Listen, that tracks. Even if that's not how I eat cookies, um, it's fine. Uh, I had a cookie right before we started podcasting, like um, right before. Like, like, like as I was waiting for you to call me on Skype, I was eating a cookie. <laughs> what would you have done if I had called you when, when you were mid bite? Would you have just waited, or would you have answered mid bite? I think you know the answer. I'd answer. I'd answer mid bite. <laughs> Okay, what kind of cookie? Um, it was chocolate chip with like 
the, the like big chunks of chocolate. Okay. Uh, chocolate chunk, I think, is maybe what it was called, because they weren't really chips, you know. Okay, uh, I have a chocolate chunk cookie today. Really? Yeah. What a day. What a day. Uh, this is my third tea I'm having today. My third different tea I'm having of the day. I had an iced tea because they made it iced, even though I would have preferred it hot, but it's okay. <laughs> I ordered the tea, and then they assumed I wanted iced, and I walked away to use the bathroom, and then I came back, and it was iced, and it was fine. I still drank it. I'm proud of you. Uh, it was, it was, I mean, they, like, made it for me, I think. Like, it was freshly made. It was bagged from a, from a thing of tea. Um, this is all, this all fits in tea talk, so I think I'm in the right to talk about this. <laughs> I don't know why you want to, it's completely your right to talk about this. Um, I also had a London Fog from Starbucks, which recommended, I had to order it online, so I didn't have to wait in the Starbucks. They recommended four pumps of vanilla flavoring, which I think was too much. Um, so I, I decreased it to two pumps, um, and it was still really good. I've never had a London Fog. Um... I'm not entirely sure how you're supposed to make them. I've ordered them a couple of times from Starbucks, and it seems that it's just a Earl Grey latte with four, I guess, pumps of vanilla. <laughs> okay. Maybe right. I'll try that one day. Yeah. I think uh, you'd probably like it. <laughs> I got two chai lattes today from Starbucks. Whoa. One hot in the morning, one iced after work. Wow. Um, that's the way to do it. I probably would have gotten... If I had not thought to get the um, London Fog, I might have gotten a chai. But uh, that's the way it goes. <laughs> Taylor Swift has a song called London Boy, which is not my favorite song of hers. But it, when you when we say London Fog, it makes me want to sing London Boy, but like say like London Fog, like make a parody song. He's just a London Fog. Uh -huh. I don't know all the words that song. I mean, if you um, end up ordering one from Starbucks, I would suggest ordering it by singing a song you just created. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> um, hey, Matt, I have a question. Yes. Would you say that this Steep by Bigelow Organic English Breakfast Fair Trade Certified Black Tea is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Well, thank you so much for asking. Um, so like I said, I drink a lot of um, breakfast teas. Um, I like it. it uh, I, believe I've I believe I've stated on this podcast several of my favorite teas over the years have been breakfast teas. Uh, on our tea episode, I called Kenyan Tinderette, which was a breakfast tea, my favorite um, of, the of the first year of this podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so all that being said, I'm a, I'm a fan of this and... Um, many English breakfast teas, I would say that this steep, this this whatever, this attempt at being better by by Bigelow, whatever whatever this all means, I'd say this probably tastes better than if you said, we're going to have Bigelow English breakfast. I think this is better than what I would have assumed. Does that make, okay. does that track? Okay, that's fair. I'm down with their, their premium brand. That's all I'm saying. I'm a shill, I'm shilling their premium brand. Um, okay. Who's to say if it's actually better? I seems to be good to me. <laughs> um, okay, so it's your cup of tea. So it's my cup of tea, yes. That's great to hear. That's great um, to hear. 
And so far I liked it with the milk. I haven't really had it. It's still too hot. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm like watching it steam. I just like poured myself a new cup. But I'm assuming I'm going to like it without milk. Uh, but also English breakfast sort of to me is like, that's a, that's a milk tea. Put some milk in it. Uh, that's my that's my recommendation. Put a milk in it. If you like it, then you put a dash of milk in it. <laughs> uh, before I ask you a similar question, I'm going to mention that over the weekend, I saw rose hips in the wild, which is a, a ingredient that we have uh, often wondered what we're what we're dealing with in tea. <laughs> okay, tell us all about it. Um, but apparently, they're just when rose they're, they're like roses are done. They like sprout fruits or whatever. <laughs> And they yeah. look like little tomatoes. And I saw them in the wild. And I was like, there they are. And I took a picture of them for my so, own record. So you're keeper. telling me that a rose hip is the pollinated fruit of a rose? Uh, that is what I believe them to be, yes. Okay, this is interesting. And they look like little cherry tomatoes, kind of. But like upside down. And and like, like, I, I can picture it, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was that. Fascinating. Um, moving on. That was my little tea fact I had to shove in there. Emily. Matthew. Um, tea drinker. Emily. Me. Do you find Steep by Bigelow's organic English breakfast fair trade certified black tea to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? It's my cup of tea. It tastes like a black tea. There's not too much interesting about it. Um, that doesn't mean it's not good. I guess I would I would um, kind of, I think it tastes exactly like I would expect it to taste. Not better, not worse. <laughs> um, it tastes like an English breakfast tea that comes in a prepackaged tea bag. Um, How do you feel about that kind of tea in general? I mean, I don't dislike it. I feel like it's it's good. It's not great. Wow. Um, you know, if I had my choice between this and a, like a fruity black tea, I would choose the fruity black tea. But, you know, this is what we decided on the podcast today. And that's caffeine. There you go. I offered it up to you. You kind of half-heartedly agreed. <laughs> um, technically, I said, uh, sure. And I will tell you three reasons why. One, very insane day at work today. Mm-hmm. Two. Okay. I had to remember which tea we had divided up and mm -hmm. if I actually had it, and I did. And three. Mm-hmm. Uh sure. That, that's not half hard. That's just sure. Yeah. Um I would say from the receiving end of a, a sure text. <laughs> it was not it was not the most reassuring. Um in that I feel like uh <laughs> Well, I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, what did I do? Um, but I, I picked the tea knowing that you did have it because it was the one that you had split to me. I And I knew I had not yet given you my teas. So therefore, um, you must have had this. I don't know. I was going with that. I was going with knowing that you had this tea. Um, I was worried about the uh. Like, did I make a bad choice? Or does Emily not want this? And she's just going ahead. Or I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. I like caffeine. The other choices were two things that are not caffeinated. So, <clears throat> yeah. Listener, we have other we have two other teas in common right now. 
yes, there will be more coming. And actually, well, uh, once I give you, once I do the fair trade, it'll be three. <laughs> it'll be three. Um. Yeah. Tea talk done. I think so. Tea talk complete. Okay, let's talk about path topics because we're checking in about the path topics on this podcast. Matt. Yes. You went camping this weekend. I did. How was camping? That's a previous podcast topic. And also, did you bring a flashlight? Look at uh, that. I have, oh, I have so many things. And there's actually a third topic coming. Um, yes, I went camping for two nights, three days in uh, Montauk, New York, which is um, basically as far east as you can go on Long Island and in New York State in general. <laughs> it basically, you can see Rhode Island from it. That's how far we go. And for those not geographically inclined. That means it goes past the entire state of Connecticut and you can even see Rhode Island. It's crazy. Um, this was a campsite that was sort of in the middle of two kinds of campsites. I believe I mentioned on the camping episode, which was like uh, parking lot style camping and like bigger open camping sort of things. This was like almost parking lot camping, but still like, but more spread out. And you had your own little site that was like fairly large. So that was good, positive. Um, it was also near a beach. It rained one night, that was okay. I stayed mostly dry. <laughs> Some shoes did not fare as well, but m m for the most part, everything stayed dry. Um, did I bring a flashlight? Well, I'm obviously going to bring a flashlight because even if I, as I stand, as I stand here uh, as someone who is vehemently opposed to flashlights, I would never personally go. taking a flashlight and and just like banging it against something. He's so angry at this flashlight. Flashlight, you are rude. Why did I bring you with me? Keep telling your story. Rude flashlight. Um, I would bring one no matter what because um, if if there was any kind of emergency or something, you want to be prepared. Like you know, I'm I'm here on my high horse about um, you know having good night vision and not needing a flashlight to get around. Um, at night, but you know, if something goes wrong, you want that flashlight to be able to shine a light on whatever is occurring, you know. Um, or if there's like a scary sound in a bush and you want to shine a light at it. Um, <laughs> that being said, I did not really use my flashlight at all. Um, I kept it uh, by my side, but I did not really need to use it maybe once or twice just to like, oh, I don't even know. I don't even remember using it. Um, but I did note that there were some people walking around with flashlights and just like shining them all over the place. And I was like, ah, my nemesis. <laughs> um, but I went camping with, uh, my wife, Laura, and I made my flashlight. I believe she's aware of my flashlight feelings. <laughs> and I, she had to go use the bathroom. There's like actually facilities at this place. They had showers and, and bathrooms. And she was like, can I borrow the flashlight to go, go there? And I said, here is the flashlight. <laughs> um if you need it <laughs> but like you know go walk or whatever and uh i can report to you that she walked to and from the bathroom and told me that i was right that she did not need a flashlight so validation <laughs> um any comments so far um i definitely would have used a flashlight i wouldn't have listened to you well very rude uh not even a try you know and I will say the third topic that we can cover here is that I built myself a campfire. Oh my and God. <laughs> it was great. It was a great little fire. Um, I had to build it in my 
um, I have like a little, I don't know, 12 inch diameter um, Weber grill, like charcoal grill. And because uh, there's no like fire pits and you had to either do it in a grill like that or <laughs> rent a like a, a metal tub from the front, uh, like the check in area, which I did not rent a metal tub. I just put some wood into a um, little thing and I made uh, s'mores on both nights. I knew oh. I, I had a feeling you might ask about that. Uh, I had four s'mores total the whole time. I had two s'mores a night. And then I also just had some marshmallows um, because why not? Can I, I, think I, I think I've expressed this on the podcast, but I am just going to reiterate that the only point of camping is to get s'mores. So I approve of this camping trip. Keep going. Many s'mores are eaten. Probably more s'mores than I've had in the last like five years total. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. I covered all the things. My fires are good. Although I bought firewood because there wasn't, it was it wasn't really a place where you could collect firewood, so I just bought some from a supermarket, and that was fine. <laughs> so, you said you were on a beach. Were you like right next to the water? Like how far away from the beach were you? So there was a beach. Then there were pretty big dunes, and then there's the campgrounds on the other side of the dunes. And so, as you are sleeping there, you can certainly hear the waves crashing and whatnot. But you were not actually on the beach. You were on sort of sandy, grassy area. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's kind of it was a little breezy because of the ocean ocean breeze. Did you go in the water? Uh, I stuck my hand in it very briefly. <laughs> the water seemed plenty warm, but it was like you know sixty degrees or seventy degrees. That's it's not exactly swimming weather for me. And technically, swimming was prohibited because there were no lifeguards. Well. Uh, I went to the New York Aquarium this weekend, which is on Coney Island, sure and is. I walked on the beach, and I put my feet in that water. Wow. Very cool. That does not sound like camping to me, but um, nor any topics we've ever talked about before. Wow. Although, actually, we have covered the beach, so I take it back. That wasn't your topic, but it was a topic. I just, I was trying to connect with your story that I, too, was near a beach, but unlike you, I put my feet in. And it was very cold. I thought the water was like pretty warm, but it's just like the air is cold. So the uh, I also noted that the water seemed particularly wavy. And I was like, I don't it was it would it would be like kind of scary to go in the water. I was near without a lifeguard near, uh, especially as someone who had, hasn't gone swimming in like a year now. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. It was there was very it seemed like there was probably a pretty strong riptide. Let's put it that way. Um. And you know, nobody swimming. Nobody was swimming. Just to connect it to back to my story. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember what the waves were like. But we did see this one guy swimming in the water. And there was no lifeguard. I definitely don't think he was supposed to. But I was like, he must be so cold. That was, I couldn't get past how cold he must be. Well, I think if, I think if you stay under the water, you're probably staying pretty warm. Like, and if he might... Was he, could you tell if he was wearing a wetsuit? I have no idea. I did people, not. people do swim even this far north year round. Um, especially people go surfing. That's like a big winter thing still. Not, I mean, not as big as in the summer, I guess, but it's still, it remains popular. <laughs> I know people who do it. <laughs> I Do I think they're crazy? Yes, of course they're crazy, but they do it. Um, Emily, do you have any... Um,
think you need to check in. I mean, uh, have you played any Metroid games since last week? No. <laughs> okay. Um, Matt finished the fourth Harry Potter book. Yes, I did. Should I keep talking? <laughs> no, I want I want you to just. I'm gonna ask you one quick question. Where would you rank it? One, two, three, or four? As your as your favorite so far. Um, I think my I think my order of how much I like the books is uh, decreasing from like like. So this is book four, right? So I'd say. So this book one, two, three, four, I'd say my the way I prefer them is the reverse order. I think this last one was probably the best one. The previous one was probably second best. The second one's probably third best. Uh, and the uh, first one's probably fourth best. See? Um, that's I think that, that's about right. I would put two below one for me. Um, uh, but and also four and three are so good to me. I I have trouble even if I do all seven I have trouble picking my favorite between those two. I will say um, I really you know I, I put up a big show about how long this book was but I in in the end appreciate how long it was because um, just like how many ways it puts you into the world and explains further wizarding things like there's like this the so okay <laughs> spoiler chat for this book. <laughs> so old now but uh when like voldemort comes back to life um <gasps> what <laughs> it's uh Wait, what there's like four straight pages of just him talking <laughs> and normally i would be kind of critical of something like that because it's like he's just like info dumping but it's so interesting to hear him spill the tea on all these other wizards <laughs> and you're i'm like this is cool and even when um the uh the Barty Crouch Jr. or whatever. When Barty he start... Crouch Jr. <laughs> when he starts doing the same thing, like he just starts talking. It's also like still so interesting because it's like, oh, this is re really filling in stuff. Um, I like all. I like how it's tying into the the bigger wizarding world and like um, you know getting in other people, pulling in uh, pulling in other people, I guess. Um, and. Yeah, I don't know. It it felt good, and I and I just liked all the details and all the richness of this book. I also got to say, Gilroy Lockhart for life. So I love the, the second book. Is still pretty cool to me. <laughs> no, you're, I mean you're wrong, but okay. I don't. I mean, um, I'm not a supporter of him, but that character. I'll read about. I'll read about that idiot all the time. <laughs> um, I just want to say my thoughts on Goblet of Fire is that it's great. Um, I do think it opens up the world. Um, I think. I like I like all the people you get introduced to. I like that it expands it from just a an English book, a British book, to encompass most, well, not most of Europe, some of Europe. Um, more of Europe. <laughs> more of Europe. Um, you find out who is actually Death Eaters and who's not. Um, I found myself I found myself liking it. The the big thing about like I so I watched the movie right afterwards and I was like really not that impressed with the movie because I think it's missing some so like just an incredible amount of details from the book um it's almost like hard it's almost like they should have just like almost just taken a couple of beats from the book and made the movie out of it <laughs> um because they try to cram in a lot but they also do obviously cut out a lot I don't know I found myself not as not super interested in the movie because it lacked detail that's fair I honestly don't remember the last time I saw this film so I mean, it's all right, but 
I kept being like, they didn't do this, or this is weird, or whatever. They would change huge things, I thought, too. Like, um, I feel like in the book, uh, Cedric is, like, a pretty uh, kind and relatable and nice and sympathetic character. And in the movie, he's, like, kind of not. He's just... And it's Robert Pattinson, so, you know, they cast a... He's just a popular boy. Yeah, he's just, he's just kind of preppy, and you kind of, like, are, like... I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that's all true. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Um, I've been without a book for a few days now. I almost bought, I tried buying something the other day before I went on my trip, but then I did not make it to a bookstore. So whoops. Ow. Whoops. Wow. Um, I'm trying yeah. to think of some topics I've had. If I need to check in about anything, I don't think so. Um, I don't know. Um, should we check out of the check-in? Let us check out of the check-in. Okay, uh, I don't think we discussed this beforehand, but who's, who's, we're doing too many topics. Who's going first? Who's going second? Well, you did Metroid first. Uh, I mean, that was a, that's a completely different podcast, uh, completely separate from this one, so I don't know if that counts. Um... But otherwise, I did the last topic, so I don't I don't know how you want to do it. Let's see. Oh, last time I did the second of two topics. I, I guess I should go first. You go first. Uh, see, this is the podcast where we do not decide things ahead of time. We are deciding them as we go. Um, okay, I have a... I have... Um, it might surprise... It might not shock you or the listener... Uh, to hear that uh, I have yet another video game topic. Decided to bust out another video game that I've recently um, refound. I've re re rediscovered as something that I love incredibly. And uh, the name might be a little confusing because I've sort of mentioned this name on the podcast, but for other reasons. But the video game is a game called Celeste. Okay. C-E-L-E-S-T-E. Celeste. I've heard of this game from you. So uh, the other mention of Celeste on this podcast has been from the very lovable um, owl from Animal Crossing is also named Celeste. Uh, so just to throw it out there, there's lots, there's, Celeste is just a thing I like. Anything named Celeste is good in my book. <laughs> I believe, I believe Nicole Kidman's character in Big Little Lies is Celeste. Okay, should I be on her side? Is Nicole Kidman no. is is a is a positive character to, for me to? Um, I mean, I think it's complicated because you know they're all telling like big little lies, you know, um, mm-hmm. little lies that are big, you know. Yeah, sure, sure. But yeah, I think you know, I think we're on her side. Okay, so all Celeste's. I'm on all Celeste's sides. Um, so the game. Uh, is a it is a it is an independent video game, an indie game, if you will. So it is not made by like a major um, studio. It was originally conceived in a in a contest or of some kind, I believe, where they were creating these like old, really old school, like '80s style games. Like there's apparently this uh, software that exists where you can make these like pixelated games, and um, it's called Pico or Pico 8, I think. And 
um, basically it's it's a modern program, but it's meant to focus people on creating a good game rather than worrying about flashy graphics or audio or um, you know things like that. Like just stripping things down to the basics, and then you create your cool game. Um, and it's it's also easier to maybe produce something than like to program a whole big video game. Yeah. So they create this this version of Celeste that's like that, and it's um, kind of this silly little um, uh, I don't know. It looks kind of cheesy, but it's like also kind of fun. I've actually played the original game. Um, more on that in a minute. But due to the popularity of this, and and that they I think that they won this contest. Um, they basically developed it into a full fledged game, um, available on like. Pretty much everywhere, I think. I think PC, the I have mine for my Switch, my Nintendo Switch. Um, you can also get it for PlayStation and Xbox and whatnot. I, I believe all of those. But um, the game follows your the main character. Um, do you know what her name is? Celeste. It's Madeline, and <laughs> she climbs a mountain named Celeste. Just uh, <laughs> try to get strawberries. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> is the game so. Of I did. I, I had recently tweeted about me trying to collect strawberries in it. Um, I don't know if you had seen that, but uh, I seen that. But I remember you, Shannon, and Alex talking about it. There you go. Uh, so yeah, the game came out a couple of years ago, and I at the time had been ra raving about this game because it's like this amazing game, and I, I've sort of let it fall by the wayside for a little bit. They put out a bunch of downloadable content for free. They added like all these new levels. Um, also, the game to like completely beat the game is is is, is quite a challenge. Um, so I've recently picked it back up after after kind of technically beating it several years ago, but I'm back on it. Um, it was up for Game of the Year a couple of years ago, uh, the same year like Red Dead Redemption Two came out um, and Gods of God of War or whatever that that beat all the games. But Celeste was actually nominated along these other things at the Game Awards for Game of the Year, which was just like incredible that this like little indie title would go up against these these huge acts, you know? Um, huge acts, like as if it's music, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, Celeste is a side-scrolling uh, platformer game. Platformer being a game where the main objective is to move up a series of, up and over a series of platforms, much like Mario games are. Um, and the sort of the main mechanic is that you are climbing a mountain. So you can uh, you can jump, and then you can sort of do a mid-air dash to move an additional jump in the air. And then you can grab onto walls and climb up them. And Madeline, or Madeline, I don't know, who's to say, is uh, trying to basically conquer her um, her emotional um, problems. I don't want to say too much about exactly how that all works because it's kind of an emotional game to play through. Uh, but it's uh, she has depression about things and she meets characters along the way and there's a part where you she's sort of fighting her own demons. And it, it's it's kind of um, as much a, a metaphorical mountain as much as it is a, an actual mountain that you were climbing. <laughs> And uh, the cool mechanic of the game, it's, it's, it is a challenging game. Um, you, can, uh, you can, and I have died hundreds of times trying to beat the levels. But the neat thing is you sort of move from screen to screen, like you would in these kinds of games. And if you die on a screen, you just like basically automatically appear at the beginning 
of that screen. So it's like, if you fall, you just like keep going and uh, it's really fast. So even though it's, it, it seems like a game that could be frustrating, the way that they pace it and structure it, it's really not frustrating. Um, and you have infinite lives and they keep track of them. <laughs> How many times you die? Can I, can I tell you a working theory I have about this game that I just came up with right now? Go for it. That whoever invented this is a big fan of Big Little Lies because Madeline is the name of Reese Witherspoon's character in Big Little Lies. And I just looked it up to confirm that. But it wow. is. I was pretty sure it was true, but I just wanted to say. Looking up things on the podcast. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. And so on the, on the way, there are these strawberries, which are uh, sporadically thrown there. And you don't need to collect the strawberries. They, in fact, do nothing for the game. But they add a challenge to it. And um, I think uh, I, that's kind of what brought me back a little bit to playing it, is I've been trying to find all the hidden secrets and all the strawberries in all the levels. <laughs> um, but the game's super fun, and like you can waste some time just like trying to get everything. And um, yeah, have you mm -hmm. beat the game? So I have. I've beaten. I beat it. Uh, the original version when it came out. When it had come out, I have not beaten all, right. all the additional content yet. All right. I'm still working on that. Wow. Um, but I don't know, it's like a 12, I'd say it's like an 8 to 12 hour game to beat like the main game. I don't know, it's hard, to, it's maybe a little hard to say that part. But uh, you can also like unlock all these, each, every level has an alternate version of that level. And the alternate version is like an even harder version of it. Um, so I haven't not, I've not beaten any of those yet. Um, those are very hard. But... Uh, Do you have a favorite level? Um... I'm not, not not super of a... There are some mechanics. So each level basically introduces a new kind of movement. Um, like there's one... Probably the level with the, the mirror worlds is maybe my favorite where you can like... You, you kind of step through a mirror and then you can jet through these blobs. And so when you shoot yourself out... Or when you shoot yourself in a direction, you can shoot yourself through these little blobs and they send you off in different directions. And so you, it's like a little bit of a puzzle to figure out like how do I get where I need to be um yeah and there's actually like a few like that um and like if you're trying to get all the strawberries you also have to figure out like oh where are all the hidden rooms um but yeah i'd say that or maybe the there's also a level with uh, uh like a haunted uh hotel which is really which is really fun and um you basically help the the innkeeper realize that he's dead <laughs> Or like deal with that fact. I mean, he's a ghost. You know right away he's a ghost. So I'm not spoiling anything by saying that. Uh, and my least favorite level is probably the wind level, <laughs> because you have to deal with like not only are you jumping, but you have to time it based on how the wind is blowing so that you can like land on your platform. But uh, yeah, the music is great. The music is amazing. It like changes pace as you're going through the level, and it's like just really well. And all the levels have great music. Um. Um, yeah. Could I make it about me for one second? Sure. Would I enjoy this game? Um, yeah. Now, you, okay, so a key part of my enjoyment to video games is if I am any good at them. Like, I'm bad at all video games. So, Would I be good at this game? So, I think, I think, like, I was sort of hinting at earlier, I think you might find it challenging, but not frustrating which is how I found it. Cause I was like, cause even if, I mean, if I'm playing a game and I'm dying all the time, 
you know, even I'll get, I'll get mad at that. <laughs> but yeah. even in this, I'm like, this is so hard, but I'm like, it, I'm fine with it. Like, it's just such a interesting game in the, the I, again, like the music is good and the way when you die, like it doesn't feel quite like a failure, I guess. Like in some games, it makes you feel bad for dying. And this game, I don't think makes you feel bad. And this game, so you're saying it's about her like, like dealing with like mental issues, right? It's about, it's about overcoming depression, right? Or not? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, how does that, how is that shown up in this? Like, how is that seen in the story? Like, is it just like a metaphor, metaphorical thing or is it like pretty clear? Uh, it's a little bit of both. Sometimes the game will like, so there's like dialogue you'll read and you run into different characters along the way. Um, actually there's just a few main, main other characters, but like you'll have little exchanges. Like, I don't know, for instance, the one where you're like, uh, <laughs> dealing with the hotel manager, you talk to this one person about how you shouldn't be trying to fix everyone and like how it's not your responsibility to like rehabilitate people. And so like it's that, that kind of toxic friendship they're sort of dealing with or like um, there's another character who I'm pretty sure you're supposed to think is you in the future <laughs> um, who like kind of acts like they um, like you're being the stubborn young version of yourself. Um, then there's quite literally you fight like you fight your like dark side or whatever <laughs> um that comes up in the mirror level so you have this like dark dark madeline th character who you have to deal with <laughs> and they are uh, they talk they talk to you about letting things go and like being okay with stuff and i don't know yeah it's it shows up all over the place but that's like in between levels and then like actually yes you are climbing a mountain <laughs> um and like yeah fighting your own demon fighting toxic people around you finding the friends that you actually want to be friends with that kind of stuff Okay. Um, and so I don't, a, a few months ago, I listened to this podcast called, I don't remember what it was called, it, but it was about basically like how the internet like can, can lead to people believing in conspiracy theories. Okay. And it ended up talking about QAnon. Um, it was very fascinating. I wish I could remember the name of it, but it, um, one episode was about this guy who fell into a YouTube rabbit hole because, well, of lots of things. But one of the things that led him into it was Gamergate, which I read was apparently in part due to a review about the game Celeste. Is that true or am I misremembering this podcast? I have never heard that in my life. Okay, um, I could be misremembering it. Interesting. I mean, the whole Gamergate thing is this really weird thing or whatever, but um, I don't know. I mean, the game, I mean, Celeste does have a female protagonist and Gamergate was sort of um, like a toxic masculinity problem is like the root of that. So can I imagine those two things are related? Yes, I certainly can. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Um, I would hope not. It's a great game and it's certainly not their fault. Um, I don't think it was blaming yeah. them. I think it was, it was saying like, it caused like, a, like people to become upset. Yeah. I just, I would feel bad if people did feel that way because, uh, I don't know, sometimes like someone good 
who did something neutral gets wound up in like a thing and then their thing is like labeled bad. I mean, I don't think I've not heard anyone label anything bad with this game. So I'm sure it's it's not being affected by this anyways. But yeah, it's it's a great game. Okay. Um, I feel like I had one maybe more thing I wanted to say about this game. Oh, I also love it because it play it pays like homage to other older games. Um, Possibly the most obvious is the game Ice Climbers, which is climbing an icy mountain. Uh, but I, and there probably are more than even I've noticed, but there's one area that very explicitly um, is a reference to Super Mario Brothers 3, where in that game there's this like one um, w uh, white block. If you ever played, if you ever played enough Mario 3, you would know about this white block that you can stand on and then like hide behind. Like, they basically have a version of that in Celeste. Um, and there's, like, when you die, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be reminiscent of when you die in Mega Man, because it's sort of these, like, light balls that, like, explode. And then when you come back to life, it's these light balls that, like, come back into a circle. I think that's a... a um, it'd be weird if it wasn't a Mega Man reference, but I've heard that the game does have... It, like, all these are intentional references to other video games. Um, so that's kind of a neat, neat little thing they did with it. Uh, Mari Brothers and Mega Man, two other topics on this podcast. Okay. And I've, I've also, my deepest desire when um, Super Smash Brothers originally came out was that they would make Madeline a fighter in the game. And I still think that would be so cool and um, really awesome. But as time has gone on, I feel like that is probably less likely because the game has now been out for like two years. Um, but it would still be really cool. I hope one day they give that to you. Uh, me too. Uh, so anyways, in closing, because I've already talked a little bit, uh, if you've never played this game and you play video games, give it a try. If you happen to own a thing and want to play a video game or whatever, like Emily here maybe, <laughs> it's an indie game, so it's only, I don't know, it's it's cheaper than a full game. It's probably only like 10 or 20 bucks. I honestly don't know. But um, yeah, if you're looking for a cool little game, check out Celeste. I cannot recommend it higher, more highly. <laughs> comes very highly recommended for me. It's one of my, it's probably my like third favorite game of the last five years. <laughs> Matt, would you say that Celeste is your cup of tea? Oh, Celeste is the perfect cup of Earl Grey to me. <laughs> wow. Wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you good on my topic? I think I asked all the questions I wanted to ask. All right. Cool. Um, now, Emily, I just had a topic. I just did what? one. You did? Huh? Yeah. It was not very long. It was what we would in the business, our business, call a mini topic. Wow. Little baby, little baby top? Little baby top. Um, I'm under the impression, the distinct impression, that you are now going to have your own mini topic. Is this true? And what is that topic? Hey, one, I just want to say real quick, if I was like, no, I don't have a topic. Let's close this podcast. <laughs> what, what truly would you do? Um... I'd, I'd, go, I'd roll with the punches. It'd be fine. <laughs> I do have a topic, but I did, I, I did as you were saying that, be like, I don't have a topic. Hmm. Just leave it at that. But um, the absence that was, of topic is your topic. Um, but I do have a topic. So let me right. tell you a little story. I walked home from work today. It was a long walk. It was a good walk. Nice weather, but I walked. It was about a little over an hour. And I was like, I gotta have a topic for this podcast. 
oh god i gotta get a topic for this podcast what could this podcast topic be mm. and i looked around i looked around my surroundings emily spied with her little eye i looked to the left right i looked forward i looked backwards if i looked in the mirror i would have seen this thing oh. i didn't look in the mirror though mm-hmm. do you have a guess for what i'm going to talk about glasses no <laughs> i don't know okay we're gonna talk about masks mm, masks um you know i think a topic that uh you know it's a big topic and i just want to say i'm going to speak for matt on this uh we here at the tbd podcast support mask wearing we are we are pro maskers yes but i do think that there are things we need to discuss about masks notably what we like about masks what we don't like about masks what makes a good mask and you know masks that we've tried <laughs> okay so now we're, we're talking uh COVID 19 uh defense masks yes yes okay i mean we can talk about superhero masks but um okay i'm just putting a fine point on what we're talking yeah. about um so my favorite well here are the, the, the key things I want in a mask. It, mm -hmm. protect, it protects the people around me and a little bit myself yep. from COVID-19, the novel mm -hmm. coronavirus. Two, I don't want it to fog up my glasses. Mm. That's, that's my number two. If it fogs yep. up my glasses, I'm, I'm deeply uninterested in this mask. Give me a new mask. Yep. And three, that it's not too heavy on my ears, because as you said, I wear glasses. And yes. I already have a lot of weight going on behind ears. In fact, why I can't wear a headband, because mm. it there's too much weight. It's also why I don't like 3D movies, because there's too much weight behind my ears, and it gives me a headache. So I don't want something that has too much going on behind my ears. Like, it can wrap around my ears, but I don't want it to be like a pulley situation. Mm -hmm. What are you looking for in a mask? Um... What am I looking for? Well, I would say that I have been told that the science says wearing a mask will help keep me from passing up any potential coronavirus of my own to other people, but that the main reason I wear a mask is for other people's uh, well-being or, or, you know, mental well-being, because I don't believe I've had the coronavirus. Um, I've had no reason to think I have it. But that's no that's no excuse to not wear a mask. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter how you feel about yourself. It's about like the comfort of others. And you know, if I were to get um, you know non-symptomatic coronavirus, I would not want to accidentally um, cough that to somebody. Um, so that's my main, main my main reason I am wearing them. Um, because I yeah I mean although it offers you some protection, it's not that much. And if you're outside, it kind of doesn't matter at all. But it's still great to wear because. Um, it's better than not wearing it right now. This is not me to say anything negative about mask wearing. I don't know if any of that came out like that, but that's not what I mean. <laughs> um, I guess like I'm trying to counter the argument that people say they don't care if they get it or they say like, I know I don't have it, I get tested. It doesn't matter, just wear the mask. Just wear the damn mask. <laughs> that is true, but I wanna know what you're looking for in a mask. Like what are some things that to you say it's a good mask for yes. you? I just wanted to get that out first. Um, so I only own, um, I suppose, two kinds of masks, um, although they're basically the same. I own like eight Old Navy masks <laughs> that are like cloth with little stretchy things. And then I have a couple from Etsy, which 
picture, basically the same kind of mask. Um, so at this point, they're, since they're all the same, I'm going on fashion. <laughs> it's uh, I do have the glasses fogging problem, although I've I'm kind of good at, at at putting on my face in a way where my glasses don't fog, like high enough on my nose, set, situate the glasses in the right way, and um, I don't know, maybe just like the way I'm breathing with them. But because uh, I do feel like I've changed how I breathe. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just looking for a cool looking mask. Um, I like colors. Um, I like patterns. <laughs> Um, again, they all they're all the same to me. They're all mine are the same, so I haven't really experienced like the whole plethora that you have. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you my favorite masks. They're the disposable ones. And I'm gonna tell you why. No fogging. No fogging on my glasses. Also, recently I've per well, my mom purchased for me these disposable masks that are in all different colors. There's orange, there's there's like a, a dark blue, there's a pink, there's a like a turquoise color. I can match my outfit today at work, matched my outfit. It was great. And no fogging. I also feel like they, they, they cover my face pretty well. So there's not like, it's not super gappy. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes I'll tie the ears up a little bit so it fits a little tighter on my face. Um, which I find is helpful, and it's not too pushy on my, my ears. Although sometimes, and this is with all masks, detraction from that mask, is it'll sometimes if I like shift my glasses around, all of a sudden this mask is like pulling on my glasses. And I'm like, why don't, why is my ear hurting? Why is my entire head just in pain right now? And I reach behind my ear and I'm like, oh, it's because this, this strap is all wrapped around my, my, my earpiece. Mm. And and, and then I have to like pull them off, but then they won't, don't come off because they're like stuck. And then I have to like, like figure out a way to like fix the mask and the glasses. And then I do and it's all fine. I will say, I think the old Navy ones do a pretty good job staying on the, staying around the ear where I want them to be. I haven't run into too many issues. Although I will say part of the reason I switched to um, Bluetooth uh, headphones um, was because I was sick of my headphone cord tangling with my mask uh straps <laughs> and not that i i mean i don't know so i bought i bought i bought earbuds to to in part to get rid of that because i also figure we're gonna be wearing masks for a while now so <laughs> i've uh, had some problem with my headphones and masks but i'm not as intense about wearing headphones in fact i've lost my main headphones and i had to buy a new pair that has a dongle so it doesn't work on my computer or my microphone um there i don't know if there was more of a point to that story <laughs> um i will say that i bought and i'm kind of showing you on the screen but i don't know if you can see i took a sort of uh i don't know what you'd call it it's like a movers or a painters or something kind of mask those like um kind of firmer masks that people were wearing a lot before <clears throat> before we had to wear masks um but i took an old one of those um, and I removed the metal nose bridge piece. That's what I have. This nose bridge. Nose bridge piece. And I, I, I have this, I have this thought to try to use this to maybe put it inside of my mask um, to hold it to my face so that it doesn't fog glasses and/or sunglasses up. Um, I have not tried this yet, but I'm thinking that I can help mold it to my nose. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Good plan, bad plan? 
sounds it seems like a plan. Sure. Who's to say if it's a good plan, bad plan plan. Um so I've also had the old navy masks, and I gotta tell you, I did not think I would like them. I thought there'd be a lot of fogging happening because they don't have a piece of wire in the nose. But I gotta tell you, they work really well for me. Wow. They fit well behind the ear. And they're tight enough on my nose bridge that it's not super gappy, and therefore the moisture of the breathing doesn't fog up my glasses. Mm -hmm. So very pro old navy masks. So and I did not think I would be. Oh. However, I was told that Athleta would have really good masks. They have like a nose bridge and stuff. And I got to tell you, they're my least favorite masks. The nose bridge does not help connect it to my face. I can't figure out how to get them tight enough behind my ears that they feel too tight all the time or they're too loose. And it's like a huge gap between my, my cheeks and the, the outside of the mask. So it fogs up and I feel like there's just a bunch of my breath leaving and and other people's respiratory droplets can get in. I don't like them. Wow. So this is a big plug for Old Navy masks from both of us. Yeah. Um, that is our cup of tea. <laughs> um, but um, I do think there's something weird about looking around. And again, very pro-mask. Looking around and seeing everyone wearing masks, it just feels very dystopian which just tells me that we're living in this weird dystopia right now of, of uh, a pandemic response that was completely um, non-existent um, mm -hmm. and it's causing this us all to wear these masks. And, you know, for the most part, I feel like people are, are, are being pretty good about wearing masks. You know, sometimes I want people to pull them up above that nose. Put them over the nose. Uh, I also I took my trip to uh, down through Long Island, and I was like, I wasn't sure what to expect because um, I was like leaving New York City. But I actually thought the mask wearing was like greater than I experience here, which I was like, wow, all right. Even the places that aren't as badly affected are are still keeping it up, and that was great. I actually went indoor eating for the first time because apparently I was in a place that has done so well with the coronavirus that they've already. They have like, you know, 25% capacity or, or whatever. Or, or I guess you can do that in New York now, but in New York City now. But I don't know. I went to this place. Everyone who wasn't at a table was wearing a mask. And I was like, this is great. Felt felt weird eating inside like for a minute. But then I was like, okay, people are still like abiding. And there's still like, you know, hand sanitizer everywhere and all that stuff. It was interesting. But yes, for the, everywhere I went, I was like, oh, everyone's wearing masks. This is great. <laughs> um. Wear your masks. I have a, I have an, I actually have another anecdote which ties in both glasses and masks. I tell. I went to the optometrist um, the other day to get my eyes examined, and now um, for those of you who have never been to the eye exam, part of the eye exam is to put your chin into like a little machine and yeah. have the glasses have like the lenses tested on you to see how you can see it, you know. One or two, that kind of, that whole thing. One or two. One two or two. Or three. Three or four. One so, or four. Four or five. Five or three. Um, yeah. So uh, so I'm wearing my mask this whole time. I'm sitting in this uh, thing. I'm putting my chin down on a, a newly wiped uh, machine, which they actually, they do that anyways. But um, I'm wearing my mask. I'm going in this thing and I fog it up instantly because I'm like leaning my face into this eye exam thing. And I go, I go, I can't see anything. It's all, it's like, or whatever. And my optometrist goes, 
oh, you fog the whole, it's all foggy. <laughs> and so what she does is takes um, a, a roll of tape. I don't know what kind of tape this would be. It would kind of look like scotch tape, but it was like a little bit more, more like medical tape, I think in the way that it like, it was clear, but it would, it didn't really stick to your skin very well. And she took two large strips and taped my mask under my eyes to my face. And I was like, <laughs> we just had like a little back and forth. We joked. My optometrist optometrist was very chatty, I think, because she only works one day a week now because of coronavirus. So I think she's um, looking for, uh, you know, any social interaction she can get. Uh, so she was very chatty. We just chatted up for a while, like, oh, I'll just do this all the time. And she was like, oh, yeah, sometimes I actually do that. <laughs> like tape the mask to her physical face, um, which is kind of funny. Um, that's my anecdote. I got, I had my mask taped to my face. <laughs> I love that story. Um, yeah, I love that story. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I was gonna, um, so I've been wearing Matt. Ma well, I've been having to wear masks a lot more because we are getting ready to go back into school, into the building. Um, and you know, it's, it's not that bad. Wearing a mask. Um, I think my biggest problem yeah. is that sometimes I'll have coffee at work and I'll want to drink my coffee, but there'll be other people around. And I'm wearing my mask, so I have to wait until I'm by myself, and then I'm mm. sad that my coffee isn't as warm. And by coffee, I mean my dirty chai latte. Um, <laughs> you know, I found the. I found. Oh, go ahead. That is such an easy problem to wait for. Because let me tell you what. I'm probably drinking that that ch dirty chai latte slow anyways. So it's going to get cold anyways. Mm. Um, I had a thought. I don't know if this is true, but I was like, I see people like walking with like, and drinking and eating. And I was like, are people walking and eating more so they could like take their mask off and do that than before? Or were people always eating and drinking this much while they walked around? <laughs> well, I'm not sure about other people, but I will tell you one of my favorite things to do in the summer is to get a iced drink and walk around. Um, if, if like walk, like I'll walk extra in the summer just to like walk around with my drink in my hand. And I was mm -hmm. so sad this summer where I was like, I can't walk and drink at the same time. It's kind of a bummer that like a year ago we we all decided we hated straws because like we need straws more than ever now. <laughs> Stick them under the mask. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not here to say that I support straws, but I think it's kind of funny that we just got rid of straws like right before we all had to wear masks. Kind of kind of how the universe works, right? Well, I was thinking more, I guess I've seen people do it, but I don't, I don't, you're not supposed to touch your mask in the middle. You're only supposed to touch it on the elastic part. So if you're reaching up to put your straw inside, you're not really following mask rules anyways. Here we go. Here's, here's what I'm going to say. Here's, here's the motion. You take your mask off your ear. You pull it in front of your face. You leave the other one on. You stick the straw in your mouth. Then you put the mask back over your ear. But they're still like still super gappy because you're drinking through that straw. Um, I don't know what to tell you about that. I, I don't believe it uh, would make that big of a difference. I'm not. I'm not a physicist. Phys physicist? Who would figure that out? How? I guess that would be physics, right? How how things like that move. It's also biology, but I think the airflow question would be a physics question. I don't think it's a problem. Okay. That would be my guess. Uh, the important thing is to, as best you can, cover your cover your mouth and your nose with your mask. If you cannot be uh, at least six feet from people, or if you're inside, or also if you're not paying attention, maybe just do it all the time. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Wear a mask. Wear a mask, please. If we, all just did, if we all just did this for three straight weeks in the beginning, we'd be over with this. <laughs> um, to, uh, topic done? Topic complete, as far as I think you are. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I just said it. Mm -hmm. um, okay, uh, Emily, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, tomorrow, October 9th, I have a show called Shot for Shot. Um, and we're doing a table read of Ghostbusters and I think there's a drinking game involved. Um, mm -hmm. so every time something happens, you have to take a drink and, you know, I mean, people understand a drinking game. I'm not going to explain the rules, but it is on Friday at nine o'clock at the Armory Zoom stream. So if you want to, um, view it, either, uh, email the Armory or email tbpodcast at gmail.com to watch me. Wow. Do a table read and drink. What a deal. See Emily, get a, have a drink, and not it even costs you a dime, except for the drink, I guess. Yeah. Um, very cool, very cool. Yeah. Do you have anything you, you want to plug? Did you figure out who your role is yet? Do you have you do you know the name of the person? I could look it up while you you No, that's good. No, now no. you have to listen to me talk. Look it up. <laughs> uh sure. Um I have a uh, I have a sketch that I put out. I guess I did it last week. I guess this is the second podcast I'm plugging this on, but it's actually out now uh, as I'm recording, and it's called uh, Jesus's Friend. Jeez, when you when you just put the apostrophe after an S, do you still say Jesus's or do you just say Jesus Friend? Well, I'll tell you what. This is why I try to go out of my way to not apostrophize my last name, um, but I believe you would still pronounce the S. Like it's Miss Regan's classroom. Okay. But I uh, will try to go out of my way to say. The classroom of Ms. Riggins? That is the classroom of Ms. Riggins. Or or I have like, I work with another teacher. So I try, I would put their name second solely to have the last. Mm. And you're putting yourself, you're billing yourself first. So that's good. Yeah, but it sounds so much better than having to do that sound. It just sounds weird. I try to avoid it. Well, Jesus's friend available now on YouTube. People are watching it. Thank you. If you already have. <laughs> um, are you are you ready for who I am? Yeah. See, I told you I wasn't. I think last week I told you I'm the mayor slash hotel manager slash Casey Kasem slash doorman slash businessman in a cab. Oh, you're a lot of things. You uh, you didn't tell me you were a lot of things last time. You said you were a small role. <laughs> I think I I think I said I am a small role. I'm a bunch of small roles. Hmm. We'll have to rewind the tape. Um, uh, well, that's our two things. Check out Emily uh, tomorrow at uh, nine. You said. Uh, you know what? Let me confirm that. And uh, check out my sketch on my YouTube channel. I don't know if I mentioned YouTube, but uh, just uh, search for me or whatever. Um, Emily, we uh, nine o'clock. Uh, yeah, I I can't find it, but yes. If you want to watch it and you don't have plans Friday night, just send an email <laughs> to get the thing. Um, if you don't have Friday night plans by now, Thursday, <laughs> you're not going to get them tomorrow. Anyways. Um, hey, you don't know that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, please make sure you are subscribed to our podcast, uh, TBD Podcast. And uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. and uh, Yeah, TBD Podcast, all spelled out. And, uh, well, I've been Matt Armando. I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD. With Matt Emily!
Bye. Bye.